rain, go away, come again some other day. Weather control, those are two words used by Christine Harper in a study she titles Make It Rain. Juxtaposing those two words, she says, is enough to raise eyebrows in a world where even the best weather models still fail to nail every forecast. She says between the late 19th century, when the United States first funded an attempt to shock rain out of clouds with cleverly deployed explosives, and the late 1940s, rainmaking, as it had been called earlier, became weather control. Methods then under development intrigued people in the highest reaches of the American state. Clear fog for landing aircraft? Check. Punched large holes in clouds to allow departing aircraft to leave and returning aircraft to spot their landing field? Check. Gentle rain for strawberries? Sufficient rain in semi-arid regions for grain production? Enhanced snowpacks for hydroelectric utilities? Drying up clouds so that precipitation would not damage ripe cherries? Check, 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 check. By the late 1950s, proposed uses and the money to undertake them continued to increase. Enhance agriculture at home and dry up the land of our enemies? Trigger precipitation from clouds to put out forest fires? Put an end to hurricanes? All that and more. Weather control was not a pie-in-the-sky concept. It was a water-in-the-sky, sun-in-the-upper-midwest-in-winter, fog-free runway, and non-traceable weapon-of-war concept. It was designer weather on demand. Rain, rain, go away, come again some other Christine Harper continues, What we know now and what observers could have discerned at the time was a very large disconnect between weather control advocates and meteorological experts. Decision makers in the early 1950s were being enticed to consider weather control as a real possibility for whatever weather problem ailed them by prominent scientists whose reputations screamed out elite experts. But while all of these experts were convinced that controlling the weather was just a matter of lab time and money, meteorologists understood that controlled laboratory conditions had little relation to the wild, chaotic atmosphere and its interactions with Earth's varied surface, where one did not get to select the initial conditions before an experiment began, nor get to control the many variables that influence what we call weather. Consequently, mid-20th century meteorologists were loath to get involved with anything smacking of weather control other than the micro-scale controls available to farmers who chose to save their crops from freezing temperatures by smudging, spraying water on plants or circulating air with large fans. They knew at a time when it was still difficult to make a good forecast 36 hours in advance that controlling the weather over hundreds of acres of grassland or mountain ranges, much less continents, was out of the question. And bringing massive hurricanes and tightly wound tornadoes to heel? As New Yorkers might say, forget about it. Words of Christine C. Harper from her study, Make It Rain.
It's only a guess, but it might be safe to say that maybe once or twice in the 65-year history of the Fine Arts Fiesta, held each May outside on Public Square in downtown Wilkes-Barre, that it might have crossed the mind of a committee member or two that it could be a dream come true if just for the four days of fiesta there was a way to stave off the rain. Many of us may remember the occasions when the rains did come and the fiesta committee would scurry quickly to shift the performance from the outside stage on the square to the auditorium at Coughlin High School a couple of blocks away. That's how much they wanted the show to go on rather than cancel even a small part of what was scheduled. In fact, in the realm of the power of positive thinking, there is a saying among the Fiesta volunteers that it never rains at Fiesta, as if they could wish the rain away. Well, never in anyone's wildest dreams did they anticipate that one year the entire fiesta would have to be canceled. That, of course, was last year because of the COVID-19 pandemic, and all the positive thinking in the world would not have made a difference. But that was then, and this year they are as grateful as they can be to be able to worry about whether it will rain during fiesta or not. The Fine Arts Fiesta, a presentation running May 14th, 15th, and 16th on Public Square in downtown Wilkes-Barre. Marianne Federick is president of the Fiesta Board, and she's worked for years to make the Fiesta possible each May. We had a chance to speak with her by phone about Fiesta's past and Fiesta present. The Fine Arts Fiesta really started in the, in the middle 1950s, and it was started as a celebration of the arts and in some ways a celebration of the international arts. So Al Groh, who many know was a professor at Wilkes University, Wilkes College at the time, and Annette Evans, who was a very active, socially conscious citizen of Wilkes-Barre, got together and started what turned out to be and grew into the Fine Arts Fiesta. And actually in 2020, last year when we Unfortunately, we're forced to cancel the fiesta. We were hoping to celebrate our 65th anniversary of fiesta. So fiesta is the oldest full-scale arts festival in Pennsylvania. And it was always seen as and established as a free gift of the arts to the people of the region. And so our goal and our mission has been to continue that. And it's about the performing arts. But that's a pretty broad category for us. So we have, obviously, the visual arts. We have music. We have performing arts. And we have work for the children's arts. So it is a full-scale arts festival. And it is a sign of spring. It's always held on the third weekend of May. And traditionally, it's been four days. We are changing that a little bit this year. But it's, it's an opportunity for people to be outside and just enjoy the open air and just see people. We always look forward to seeing people at Fiesta that I may not have seen in a year or don't see as often as I should or would like to, but that's what it's about. You see people, you enjoy the outside, you enjoy the art, and it's just wonderful to be able to be outside. And of course, Public Square is part of Wilkes-Barre City, and so we're very grateful to Mayor Brown 
for working with us this year and approving our plan for a, a scaled-down version of Fiesta, a Fine Arts Fiesta presentation, we're calling it this year. So we're grateful for him for allowing us to make use of that space, which really belongs to the city. You all had to gather and decide, what can we do? What is safe? What makes sense? So what's your plan? Okay, well, and you, you just touched on a part of it. Our, our primary concern is that we provide a safe environment for the people who come to Fiesta in this time of uncertainty relative to, to COVID. And so we wanted to be sure that whatever we did did not put anybody at risk. And so we proposed that we would present a scaled-down version of the Fine Arts Fiesta. We're doing three days instead of four days. We're going to do Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, May 14, 15, and 16. And we're going to do from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. each day. And unlike other years, we are going to focus on the things that keep us looking more at individuals rather than large gatherings of crowds. So we are going to have our artist market. If you're familiar with that, that those are the artists and craft people who come from mostly from out of the area who have those wonderful small tents all around the square, the potters, the jewelers, the painters, the leather craftsmen, and um, we expect to have between 35 and 40 of them. These people have been desperate, too. You know, they were not able to go to shows last summer, many of them last season, so they're anxious to get back on the road. And that, too, is a juried art show. So we have people that have been with us for a long time as they are juried in. The other thing that we are going to have is the Wyoming Valley Art League is going to put up a tent and display the work of their members. They have not had a chance to do that in well over a year. The Northeastern Pennsylvania Bonsai Society will be there, as well as River 2, which is an art studio from the Dallas area, which focuses on working with students and adults with disabilities. And there is such joy in any display that Verve Virtue presents. Exactly. They celebrate color and fabric. Yeah, and I always find that there's so much tactile stuff, you know, in that. And, and you said, like, the color and the fabric. It, it makes you want to just be there and touch it and explore it. Uh, again, because of some COVID concerns, we will not be having any food on the square. We will not be having any large performances on the public square stage to avoid the gathering of large audiences. And we are not planning to do any children's programming because remember we did face painting and we would have the puppeteers and we would have strolling children's performers. The concern with that is that it's too close contact. You have to be careful about the contact. So it's going to be a very different fiesta, but we're excited that we will have the chance to at least be on the square again to offer some of the wonderful, beautiful, creative, artistic pieces that people have and that they can present them, and and we and our guests can enjoy them. But we are trying something very new this year, which I think you and your listeners will be interested to hear about, recognizing that we are, are scaling back a little bit, and some of the things that people look forward to at Fiesta may not be there this year, We are partnering with the Diamond City Partnership. You know, they are an economic development group in the city of Wilkes-Barre, and they are going to put out some tables and some exhibits and um, some opportunities in the Midtown Village area to sort of complement what we're doing. 
They are working with the downtown Wilkes-Barre restaurants to identify restaurants who would be sort of Fiesta partners or Diamond City partnership partners for the time of Fiesta. Some of the restaurants are going to have a Fiesta special or maybe the Fiesta drink of the weekend or something like that so that we can bring more people down into the city. You know, the restaurants have been struggling as well as everybody and very hard. It's been a very hard year for them. So we want to have an opportunity for people who come to Fiesta to also go down South Main Street or around the square and have the opportunity to, to enjoy the, the cuisine of downtown Wilkes-Barre. Diamond City Partnership is going to try to do some things during the summer beyond Fiesta, but they're going to kick it off with a collaboration with us. And we're excited about that opportunity. There's so many different choices, a lot of good international kinds of food, a lot of different specialty foods. And so the, the Diamond City Partnership is working with them, and we will have lists of the restaurants that are participating. And it's just a great opportunity for two organizations with very similar goals. You know, ours is art and getting people interested in art. Theirs is to get people down in, into the downtown area and to enjoy the Wilkes-Barre environment. So I think it's a good opportunity for us to work together. Sunday is over and you're already looking ahead till next year. (laughs) Isn't that true? Yes. We have a wonderful board of directors. You know, it's a working board. Everybody has responsibility for some part of the event. And you, of course, know Brian Benedetti is our executive director who just works so amazingly hard to pull all this off. So, um, you know, we're grateful for that. And, you know, people always say the Oh, it always rains on Fiesta. And my answer to that is I've been doing this for probably close to 40 years. And I've been sunburned more than I've been wet. So, <laughs> so this is exciting. We're very excited to be able to do this. We were so disappointed last year when we had to cancel. And we hope people will will appreciate the fact that it isn't the same Fiesta, but it is still the spirit of Fiesta. And we will be there to enjoy with our friends the outdoor and the art that's available to us. Marianne Frederick president of the Board of Directors of the Fine Arts Fiesta, speaking about the Fine Arts Fiesta presentation running May 14th, 15th, and 16th on Public Square in downtown Wilkes-Barre, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. each day. It is a scaled-down version of the Fiesta that we know and love that has been taking place 65 years in a row until last year because of the cancellation due to the COVID-19 pandemic. But they promised the artist's marketplace, the Verver 2 tent, the Bonsai Society of Northeastern Pennsylvania, and the Wyoming Valley Art League. And they'll all be there, and they'll be encouraging you with the Diamond City Partnership to fan out into the downtown area and enjoy some of the wonderful restaurants that are in downtown Wilkes-Barre. Again, May 14th, 15th, and 16th on Public Square in downtown Wilkes-Barre, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. And for more information on the web, fineartsfiesta.org, fineartsfiesta.org.